You're listening to Fit Girl Talk Radio with your host, Sarah Thomas. Sarah has been a nationally certified personal trainer since 2010, specializing in women's fitness, has a bachelor's degree in nutrition and exercise physiology, and is an IPE bikini pro bodybuilder, all while being a wife, a mom, business owner, and frequent traveler. In each episode, Sarah and her guests will discuss all things related to self-growth, health, wellness, fitness, and nutrition. So grab a coffee, get comfy, and join Join them for some Fit Girl Talk. Hey guys, I'm your host, Sarah Thomas, and I'm so excited you tuned into Fit Girl Talk Radio. Um, if you're listening on a podcast platform, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your loyalty. If you're new, welcome. Um, regardless of how long you've been listening, please hop over to YouTube and watch this on YouTube. I have on two beautiful faces today and then mine. And um, so yeah, go to YouTube so you can see us all. Um, you can see how we interact and our energy and it's a lot more fun that way. Um, yeah, I'm having a heck of a time with YouTube and I've had a lot of technical issues. So if there's any YouTube pros out there listening, like DM me or message me because I need a little bit of help on the back end with something that happened. You might see my husband's name like on my page. And I don't even know how that happened and I don't know how to change it, but my husband is certainly not fit girl talk. Okay. So <laughs> it's just me. Um, without further ado, I have on a really fun pair today. Um, I have on Jenna Irvin and Ellen Crook and um, Jenna is coming live from Hilton Head, South Carolina. And Ellen is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I'm in St. Louis, Missouri, so we're all across uh, that side of the map right now, and I'm just so excited to have them on. They do their own podcast called She's My Person, and they basically have been friends forever, and they talk about all things life, love, friendship, health, wellness. Um, they, they girl talk on their own podcast, so um, I'm happy to have them on, and welcome. Um, Jenna, I'll have you start. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you so much, Sarah. It's um, an honor to be here with you and share space today. But yeah, I am in Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. I have lived here for a little over two years at this point. Um, so I opened a pure bar studio in Frederick, Maryland. For those of you that aren't familiar with that, it's a ballet-based strength workout. Um, and I did it right after college. So I went to High Point University in North Carolina basically became an owner while I was still in school um, and just like dove headfirst into business ownership outside of graduation. So I opened my first studio in Maryland in 2018. Um, the business was super successful, but I was really personally unhappy. And I grew up vacationing in Hilton Head Island. So about six months into ownership of my Maryland location, the Hilton Head Island studio was for sale. And it was like wild because I didn't even have a year of tax returns. And I was like, I just don't even know how to do this. And I was working like 80 hours a week. So I didn't even know what my studio was making. I just knew we were like paying the bills. Um, so I reached out to my accountant and I was like, I want to move. Like I want to, um, I want to make this work. Like I want to sell my current location and move to Hilton Head Island. Um, so long story short, that happened. I sold my Maryland location after 10 months of being the owner and went home for Christmas that year and literally took over um, Hilton Head Island like three days after the new year in 2019. So I just came up on my two-year anniversary of the owner of this location. And I love what I do. Um, 
really connected to just like my clients and the mission behind what I do is so much less about the physical body and so much more about supporting wellness as a whole, like body, mind, soul. Um, so I take a little untraditional approach on that front. But other than that, I have a golden retriever. The beach is my happy place. And um, yeah, that's pretty much like me in a synopsis. <laughs> so, whoa. Um, first of all, amazing. Like so inspired just by that, like brief intro of you that you just like went and bought a business and then you were like nah I don't want to be here so I'm just gonna go here like that's super inspiring um I love to hear that that's amazing also Frederick Maryland um my husband uh I told you before we started he's going through a organizational switch to a different organization but he was with the Orioles working for them and I know that they have a minor league club in Frederick yeah, cool. yeah, I spent um, a whole season with him um, in actually Bowie and Baltimore. And um, so I spent a lot of time driving myself around the East Coast and learning all of that. And so <laughs> you guys both know that, well, I don't know if you know anything about the Midwest, but it's certainly not the same kind of driving. Um, so I learned a lot about myself up there. Um, <laughs> But I literally have, sure. <laughs> yeah, I literally have never heard anybody mention um, Frederick. So uh, that was just like a huge. Oh, so funny. Yeah, it was. A, it was kind of a random. It was kind of a random like decision. I grew up in small towns and then like went to school in a small town, and like that's what I was accustomed to. So um, it was a bit of a culture shock to say the very least. <laughs> uh, but I'm very grateful for the experience because it definitely shaped who I am as a leader for sure. Awesome. Okay, um, Ellen, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. I was going to say, I think I should have went first because my follow-up is not quite as exciting, yeah. um, but I do, I also come from a sports background. So I love just this whole idea and being able to, first of all, have girl talk because that's the greatest part. And then also just the fit side of it um, that really sits with me too. So I grew up in a small town, just like Jenna, we were about 10 minutes from each other. Um, we both played basketball together and I played basketball and soccer basically all my life up until high school, um, had some crazy injuries, I ended up transitioning into the running side. So I ran track in college, uh, University of Pittsburgh. That's what got me over to Pittsburgh. And now I'm here to stay. Um, I started off, I've been in the corporate realm, kind of went back and forth between corporate to a family business now back into the corporate, but I'm doing employer benefits for a insurance brokerage called Hub. Um, so we're just nationally based and it's it's been really cool I actually just started about two months well a month ago now so kind of new but that's where I've been at uh haven't owned a business yet but maybe someday <laughs> hey no that's awesome um so wait what small town did you guys grow up in we're from Altoona PA it's oh. yeah <laughs> do you know I also know that too because there's minor <laughs> league team there uh yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I went there a few times, and uh, that's just so funny. Um, never have uh, I. Most people have like no idea where it is, so we just go yeah. in small town because like everyone's gonna be like, "Where in the world is that?" Yeah, I mean, I've never heard anybody speak Altoona ever, so that's so funny. Um, and I will say, it wasn't one of my favorite towns I've been to. So, that's why I left. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's home. Like we really love our houses and like our families, but other than that, it's yeah, it feels very distant. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, okay, so I first of all, I feel like I forgot the um black scrunchy memo. You guys are on the same wavelength. You both. Oh wow, yeah, that was not planned. <laughs> we should we should have given you a heads up. <laughs> 
Um, I do have one. I just don't have it on my wrist. Um, but anyways, I'm so glad to have you guys on and I love both of your health and fitness backgrounds. Um, I love to have ex-athletes on because there's so much that goes into that as you transition out of being a collegiate athlete. Um, so I understand that you probably have had a lot of ups and downs in your journey from there. And then um, as a business owner, I think that's so amazing um, to help other people feel good and have a safe place to do it at. So I think that's really cool too. Um, I've been to some pure bar classes myself and love it. So happy our paths have all crossed um, in life. And the reason why I brought these girls on today is because I really wanted to talk about how friendships ebb and flow throughout your health and fitness journey um, as you grow. Um, we all know that friendships come and go as, um, you know, these girls are both 24, 25, I'm 32. Um, so 20s, friends come and go, right? And I think, I mean, I'm only early 30s, but I know that'll happen through the rest of life as well. Um, but these two girls have made it through a lot, um, moves and college and um, just a lot of different things that happened during those pivotal years that um, not a ton of friends can say that they've made it through all of that and still do things together like you guys do like a podcast and things like that. Um, so why don't you guys briefly tell me a little bit about like I've never had two people on, so I'm trying to balance this in my head, but um, Ellen, why don't you kind of start with maybe how some of the struggles you went through as you transitioned out of college um, into your own health and fitness journey and maybe um, how Jenna was either there or not there throughout that for you? Yeah, um, that's a great question because we, we actually just had a previous podcast. What was it? Friday? I can't even remember, but it was very recently. <laughs> Um, basically all about my transition with sports and how Jenna was a really big part of that for me. Um, when I was a junior in college, I actually had a crazy injury. It ended up taking me out for the rest of my college career. Um, I was trying to get back going through one mono with not, they weren't diagnosing it. So I had that for months running with it. So I got really, really sick. Um, and in the midst of all that had a lot of damage with just different parts of my body, nerve damage, things like that. Um, and just being an athlete, I think it was really hard for me to accept it. So I was pushing through these things, but Jenna was obviously the phone call or the person that I was going to the most throughout the situation, but I still wasn't really fully even telling her because I wasn't accepting it myself. And it was what the first, probably the first time you saw me when I was going through that, you were like, something's not right. <laughs> Something's wrong here. Um, yeah. So once she kind of talked me through it, she basically said, Hey, you know, you should really shut this down and it's okay to not be running still. Um, I ended up talking to my coach and it kind of gave me that push to realize I don't need to do this if I, I can't physically do it myself. So just having her as that sounding board and also having her knowing me and knowing that I wasn't okay really helped me get through that experience. So I love that because um, it's important as a good friend to be able to tell somebody that you love that, you know, they're more than just whatever athlete they are, um, you know, that you will be okay if you continue on without that title 
for yourself, you know, um, and I think that's really important. I feel like that's, you know, something that um, parents can do. And when you hear it from your parents, it's never the same as from your friends. Um, so having somebody to actually like understand that and let you know, like, hey, like, I'm still going to be here for you, even <laughs> if you aren't an elite athlete anymore, you know, right. um, so yeah. I think it's really awesome. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing about athletics I mean college you you have the backpack that has what at like what team you're on and you have all of this gear and it's basically your brand so once it's gone it's kind of like who am I (laughs) you know what I mean I mean it sounds crazy but it is it is a really weird transition and like you said even out of the college realm it's it's hard going into a work situation and trying to reestablish kind of your base you know and I think that's really relevant too for um even adults listening that aren't in I mean, even if you play sports for fun on your own, I guess you still have like a lot of friends that play your sport. Um, And then when you leave that sport, you might lose some of those friends. I'm transitioning right now out of um, bikini bodybuilding. And for a while there, there was, that was a lot of my friend group um, because you understand each other, you know what you're going through. um, And then when you transition out of that and they don't, um, once again, your friends kind of phase out and you find new people that relate to what you're doing. Um, so I love that you guys have weathered that storm. Um, oh, well, you weren't an athlete. Never mind. Um, no, well, I, you weren't, I, you weren't, you yeah, weren't um, an athlete with her. Sorry. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> okay. But similar, I mean, basically yeah. anything we're going through, we're weathering it together. So you're, you're yeah, right we knew, I think, I think the most powerful like part of us in the weathering the storms is the fact that we were best friends before we had any of those identities like we were 12 when we became best friends like we didn't identify ourselves as basketball players or as like anything other than like Ellen and Jenna and so we've seen each other through those identities but like she's never been like Ellen the athlete to me or like and she transitioned I mean she never brags on herself but like she transitioned through so many sports and was like incredible at each one of them but we were able to just like show up in those seasons and be supportive because it wasn't like we didn't find our connection or our identity in that. So it was like, we found that more in each other, which I think was part of um, just like the tool that we used to get through all of that, still staying as strong as we were. Absolutely, yes. Um, now I may be way off base here, but um, I, Jen, I don't know if you s- said this when we were doing a quick intro, um, but did um, did somebody battle an eating disorder at some point? Me. Yes. Okay. So um, why don't you talk briefly on that and um, kind of how Ellen was there for you throughout that? Yeah. Well, she's basically like my constant in a world that never stops changing for literally everything, whether it's like the good, the bad, or the really bad. Um, but I went through an eating disorder during my junior year of high school is when it originated. Um, I grew up in a very healthy household. My mom was always like, you eat when you're hungry, you stop when you're full. I was always incredibly supported. And I had a dad that always told me I was beautiful and like was supportive emotionally. So I just like to note that because I think so often we think that it starts in the home. And for me, it was actually my coach. Um, I played for a basketball team that we were literally state champions, like all four years of my high school career. It was like, that was the reason I did not participate in college athletics because I had already felt like I did college athletics for four years. Um, We played 51 out of 52 weeks of the year. And it was just like an incredibly intense environment. Um, But he also did not believe in like anybody having a position. So I'm six foot one. I have been six foot one since sixth grade. And so for most basketball teams, I would have been like a forward and my size would have been an advantage, but he wanted to play like a five guard offense, which 
for people that don't play basketball basically means that he wanted us to all be equally agile, um, which is hard to do when you're six foot one. And like, you've been that way, you know, like my, my coordination was always a struggle for me in regards to like moving laterally and things like that. So he said that if I ever wanted to be a starter, that I was going to have to lose 10 pounds. Well, I am like an overachiever to the absolute max. So 10 pounds was 50 pounds and I was not an overweight person at any point in my life like I didn't even have 50 pounds that was there to lose five oh like addicted what yeah five yeah. <laughs> yeah I went yeah I dropped significant weight and like pictures that of that time period are like unrecognizable to me now um and it was really noticeable actually in my face because I have a large bone structure so I hit it well in my body but like the life in my face was gone um mm-hmm. and I think that was like the hardest part for L um to see but yeah. So basically it became like my whole world. I was obsessed with the number. I was obsessed with counting calories. Um, I found my worth and like what my body looked like. And like, I'll never forget, like, I would be like mad at myself if I couldn't see like my whole entire like clavicle in the mirror in the morning, like just like weird obsessions with my body that like were never there before. Um, but I'm such like a perfectionist in my life, like with everything that once I picked up that way of being, it was really hard for me to transition out of it. And so in regards to how Ellen showed up, it's interesting because we both have like, when she was going through her injury and I was going through my eating disorder, because we're long distance friends, we both have a very like exact memory of when we realized that the other one wasn't okay. Um, For my moment, we were in Olive Garden. (laughs) Which I can tell you we were in Altoona. We were in Altoona because Olive Garden was like the best option, still is I think. So we were like, and I was like ordering this, like the salad, but I didn't want anything on it. And I didn't want the dressing. And I was like telling her, like, you can't toss it, like whatever. So I was just like wild. And, um, we just like for her and for me, it was like, she just like looked at me and was like, it was like her face. Like she didn't even need to say anything. Um, and I think that when you go through so much of your life with someone, um, and it's not a family member, like, you know, that they don't really have like a personal interest in your well-being. Like they're just there because they want to be there. Um, it's like a very honest reflection of yourself that you can often hide from when you're just looking at yourself in the mirror rather than like your reflection or somebody that you really love's eyes. Um, so it was a wake up call for me. I wish that I would have like been able to hear her more in that moment, but anybody who's walked through an eating disorder, not much gets through. You have like an iron mind. (laughs) Um, and so it was a very long process, but I feel like that was the first moment that I was actually able to look at her and say like, I'm not okay. Um, and that didn't mean my healing started right away, but like the acknowledgement of it is a really big component. And she also was never pressuring in her support. Like she never made me feel as though like I needed to heal immediately. And she was very patient in like the wild tactics that I had and like the way that I would eat and like where I wouldn't want to go and like the you know oatmeal that I had to have for breakfast every morning like she just was supportive and understanding like it was going to be a process um and it's probably the biggest reason why I feel completely healed from that mindset today so that's (laughs) so amazing because um you know just when you um for Ellen when you watch your friends struggling through something it's not always easy to be the one to be like hey you know, maybe what you're doing isn't right or healthy um, because, you know, they're your friend and you don't want them to like turn out and lash on you or uh, distance themselves from you. So um, I think that's very, very 
very awesome that both of you guys got through that together. Um, and obviously, Jenna, getting through something like that is not easy. And um, I've had a few people on in the past talk about eating disorders. Um, I don't want to dive too much into that today. But um, if you're out there listening and you are struggling and you don't have a friend to lean on, um, there is a lot of support out there and um, you are not alone. So many women, men have gone through it too um, on all different levels. So I just always want to touch on that. Um, with that being said, so you two have both been through um, a lot of stuff and you guys, we just like tip of the iceberg, right? Just briefly touched on like two things that these two have gone through. That's nothing, you know, they've gone through a ton of stuff. Um, they have a whole podcast on it, but um, I want you guys to tell us a few tips um, for being there for your friends as their health and fitness journeys evolve. And quick note from me on that is um, I know that like sometimes you're, you'll have a good friend that's like, you know, oh, I'm going to start, you know, you know, this workout plan and I'm going to start eating this and this is my new plan. And I'm not going to go out anymore. I can't have drinks with you and I can't go out to that restaurant with you. Um, so it does affect friendships. And I know that. Um, so talk to me kind of about some ways that friends can support each other during those times, even if the other person isn't on board with doing it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I think the most important part is just establishing that communication and being able to feel comfortable saying whatever your goal is or whatever your next journey is with either working out or whatever you're eating. Um, actually, it's funny. I, Jen and I were on the phone yesterday and I recently, I, I go to acupuncture. I don't know. <laughs> it's something that has always helped me um, with just different things. Like if I'm feeling sick, that's usually who I go to. Um, and last week he said, he asked me if I had any gluten intolerance and that was something that's never really crossed my mind. Um, and he, I'm actually going through this whole process. Now I'm taking it all out of my diet for 30 days just to see if it helps kind of figure things out in there. And I called Jenna and I knew she would never care, but I, after I walked out, I was like, man, I feel kind of lame now. Like anytime I go to eat, I'm going to be like, Oh, I can't eat that. It has gluten in it. And I called her and she was like, Oh, that's great. Did you ever hear what's the name of the website that you Thrive market? Yeah, Thrive Market. She was like, have you ever heard of that? You can just use my login. And then she starts, she already sent me juice for, like, she's like, this is on your way to your house. So, I mean, that's a small example, but I think just being comfortable, being able to say, hey, this is what I'm trying, or this is the newest thing I've been doing. And the other person on the other end doesn't have to do it with you, but they can give you that support and encouragement as long as, you know, it's not an extreme situation like we had previously right. mentioned, but. Yeah. And I think too, like we, we've never really been ones, like we don't really go on like diets or do those things regularly. Like if any, if we're cutting anything out of our diet, it's like to be supportive of some part of our health that is like malfunctioning. Um, we've never been like super strict. We believe in like the wholeness approach of like enjoying life and we're both very active. So our bodies naturally, like we just nourish them with what we feel like we need, which changes in every season. Um, but I think like it, it really should not be if, if the friendship is like an unconditional platform, which I believe that they should be, um, it should be something that happens effortlessly because like whether she's telling me she wants to cut gluten out of her diet or she's telling me that like she needs support and something that she's battling in any other work or love or anything like that. It's like, it's the same approach. It's just like whatever she needs, whatever I can do to like show up and be there. That's just what I do. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's like, I mean, probably because we've been friends for so long, it, that feels like a very effortless part of, of us. That's good. Mm -hmm. um, that's so funny that you said that about the um, gluten and how it made you feel kind of lame because I'm like going through this weird dairy thing the last like two months. Uh -huh. um, so I'm going dairy free. And I'm like, 
oh, I'm gonna like have to be that person now that's like there dairy in that like I can't eat that but I can't so I don't know what else to say but that's so funny um, yep I feel you <laughs> I don't want to be like that either but that's just so funny um so what are some um other ways I guess that I don't know, like you guys have gone through a lot of ups and downs. So like, what are some specifics that people listening, um, maybe let's go the route that you don't agree with what your friend is doing um, as far as their health and fitness journey goes, um, whether mm-hmm. it's harmful or maybe you just don't agree with it. Cause like, we all have some things that we just don't agree with. You guys are very health and fitness oriented. So you have things that you believe in and things you don't. So maybe not necessarily just with you two, but how you handle um, friends in general that are maybe going down a path that you just don't agree with. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, in any relationship, I think there's going to be give and take no matter what spectrum you're dealing with. And, you know, from a health perspective, it's a little different if it's something that's harmful uh, to the, to your friend or to, to whoever you have the relationship with. So in that circumstance, you know, just being there and maybe just trying to go through it with them, obviously as a support system and just say, Hey, you know, you don't need to be doing this or just remind them of reasons not to be in that situation, but you can't, you know, everyone's an individual, so you can't change anyone's mind, I guess. So <laughs> I'm never going to sit there and be like, well, you're not doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm controlling you. It's more kind of giving that guidance and support and hoping that they take your <laughs> your support and guidance um but yeah I mean Jenna I think you probably have more to speak to that yeah I think for me um just because like one sentence literally threw me into like an eating disorder for multiple years I'm like very sensitive in how I speak to it with my friends I have multiple friends that approach fitness from like what they look like exteriorly which was absolutely how I approached it for a very long time. I mean, that whole time I had eating disorder, it was all about how I looked, had nothing to do with how I felt. Um, and my eating disorder was really why, another reason why I never played any sport in college, because I like got to a place where I was too weak to play to a level that I would have needed to, to continue my career. Um, and so I try to do like less with words and more with actions, because I think that it's incredibly supportive to have a friend that you feel like has figured out how to balance like food and nutrition in a way that just is like making them feel healthy instead of making them look a certain way. So I'm very sensitive in how I approach words. I think it's important, especially around like how bodies look. And so in my studio, for example, like none of my teachers speak to this is going to make your thighs thinner or like this is this is for a six pack abs or like anything that speaks to a body type that like honestly is not possible for every human being. And that was one of the biggest learning pieces for me is just understanding that like, you know, we're all shaped differently. Our like ideal bodies are going to look different. So it's like never speaking to a certain physical trait, I feel like is very important. Um, but also just modeling like nourishment being so much less about how you look and so much more about how you feel. Um, and I try to do that more in like how I move rather than what I say, um, just because I was so deeply impacted by one sentence of words. <laughs> I love that. I love that you said that you, you know, the instructors in your studio, you make sure that they don't use words like that. Um, you are just like, so such a wise 25 year old, 24, 25. Um, anyway, you both are, but, um, just like, it's cool. And I, I think that's really awesome. Um, anyways, you guys know, I keep my episodes short and sweet. So, um, is there anything else on your heart for people listening that you think is important that they know, um, as they go through journeys with their friends? 
Um, I mean, kind of going back on what we said, just make sure that you trust whoever you're putting everything with and know that they trust you too. So having that mutual relationship and feeling like your best interest is always in their mind and vice versa. I think that's the most important thing with a friendship and everything else kind of naturally will fall into place. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, my biggest piece of advice is to like, really always advocate for the people that you love. Cause we just did an episode on like, you know, Ellen's book about her injuries and it's like the support, the unconditional love that also means advocating for them and having the tough conversations. If you ever want those friendships to go below surface level where you feel safe to show up at your most vulnerable. Um, and so we do that by like, it's not always what the other one wants to hear, but it's like, we have a commitment to show up and advocate for each other. And we always know that like, it's the best interest of each other that we have at our heart. So it's like having that trust and honestly knowing that it's okay to keep your circle small. You don't have to have 10 friends that you feel that way about. She's the only person in my life that I feel that way about. Um, and so it gives you the energy to invest in really creating a space that you feel safe. Yeah, love that. Um, because obviously there's all different types of ladies listening right now. Um, but I don't know if it's getting older or becoming more myself. I don't know, but my friend circle continuously gets smaller. Um, and I don't know, like when you're younger and I know not everybody feels this way. I don't know why I did, but, um, you know, you just thought you had to have like a hundred thousand friends. Like, you know, the more you could like list the better, like the more worth you had, the more friends you had. Um, I don't know where I got that growing up um, or if that's normal. I don't know. But I feel like the older I get, the more I realize that having close, real friends is the most important thing. Um, mm-hmm. You guys both look like you have something to say on that. No, yeah, no, we disagree. <laughs> We're just here with you. Yes. Okay. Um, but I think one of my favorite things that one of you guys said during this episode was that um, it was something about how you guys are there for each other because you want to be there for each other. It's not about because you have to, it's not a parent, a sibling, a spouse, a partner in that sense. Um, You guys just genuinely want to be there for the other person. So for people out there listening, if I'm sure somebody comes to mind, that is your person that you want to be there for. Um, She's my person is the name of their podcast. Um, (laughs) I get it also now. Um, Yes. Um, But so if you have that person or a few people that, you know, you want to be there for, um, you know, continue to show up for them and be there for them um, as their health and fitness evolves, their life evolves, um, you can still be a part of it and find a place for yourself in it um, as long as you keep trying and keep showing up for yourself and your friendship. Um, So I just, I loved having you guys on. Um, It's just just, I don't know, you guys are just so like fun and I just want to girl talk with you all the time. So I'm just so glad that our paths crossed, like I said earlier. Um, and yeah, do you guys have anything else before we say goodbye? No, thank you so much for having us. Any yeah, other- thank you so much. Yes, thank you guys for being on. Um, tell me your Instagram so people can find you. Um, we are at She's My Person podcast. Okay. So um, yeah, no like underscore or anything like that. Just very simple. Um, and then our podcast is just She's My Person. So um, we're on episode, I think, 11. So there's like some good stuff on there. And we pretty much talk about everything. We try to get as vulnerable as possible. So awesome. I will tag their podcast and their Instagram um, in the details of this podcast. And you can find the tags on my Instagram at Big Girl Talk Radio. Um, girls, thank you so much for coming on. And I hope to have you on again next season. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. 
please make sure to subscribe to Fit Girl Talk Radio and give us a review. I would greatly appreciate it. Have a great day. Have a great week. And as always, just do the best you can out there. And I promise we'll talk again soon.